Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq el If you have not already done so, make sure you are connected to us on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. And also, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. You'll find us wherever you get yours at. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, TuneIn, just to name some of those platforms. And we're at that same username, at Radio Islam USA. All right, family. I'm going to say thank you to our sponsor, right, before we get started, Recycle Processes. Thank you very much for your support. Now we can get into today's conversation. I am happy to have joining us in studio, Noor Aden, and he is originally from Somalia. He fled violence there uh, to uh, Kenya and came to the U.S. Uh, through refugee resettlement in 2008. And we also have joining us on the line, Greg Finch, and he is a software engineer, uh, and he lives in Iowa with his wife, Tammy. Uh, they enjoy serving and working to bless the lives of God's children wherever they can, uh, which is a, just a beautiful way to live your life, right? Uh, cannot think of a better way. So we want to welcome them both to Radio Islam. Uh, we'll start with you, uh, uh, Noor. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. And our brother Greg, how are you? Welcome. So uh, we're having this conversation. We, we all, um, I think that the times that we're in right now where the label of refugee, of immigrant, uh, these have been uh, weaponized. They've been turned uh, into a label that says that oftentimes people look at it as being less than, right? And I think our conversation is one that is going to reaffirm uh, the humanity of those labels that we are all human beings and uh, when we have an opportunity to reach out and, and with a hand to to lift up others I think that is one of the the most important and the most valuable things that we can do so want to ask you Noor if you could um, first just kind of give us uh, a glimpse into into your own life uh, what has brought you here to the U.S. Uh, today and, and just some of the things that are going on with you. Uh, thank you for having me, uh, Mr. Imam Tariq. Uh, actually, uh, in, when the civil war broke out in Somalia in 1991, um, most Somali people, they fled from the civil war. They, they fled to Kenya, the neighboring country. So I was one of them, actually. I fled uh, from Somalia to Kenya. Then I ended up uh, in a refugee camp, which is called it the Dab Refugee Camp. So actually, after uh, two years, uh, I met, uh, I married, and I met my wife and uh, Dabo, mm -hmm. and we got uh, ten children that time. Uh, so I, after I have been living there for almost uh, eighteen years. Mm -hmm. You said you have ten children. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. After I have been living 10 years, uh, I get an opportunity to come to U.S. as a refugee resettlement. But unfortunately, my family was not able to come with me that time. Okay. So in 2008, I get that opportunity to come to U.S. Uh, since 2008 up to now, I have been living in Chicago, Illinois. And mm -hmm. uh, several times, actually, uh, I tried to uh, bring my family uh, and it is very painful to uh, 
to separate me and my family for a long time. I tried many times to bring them, uh, but actually I couldn't bring them uh, due to uh, financial capacities. Uh, so actually, uh, last year, 2017, I tried my best actually uh, that I uh, requested my family uh, half, some of my family, some of my children, I requested them, four of them, actually the 10 children and their mother, mm -hmm. 11. So it, is, it was very expensive for me, but I tried my best, uh, four of them. Even those four of them are still very expensive to me. Uh, so I tried uh, to petition 2018, um, July, June 2018. So uh, unfortunately, uh, they were approved. Uh, their, my petition of the four children in 2019, mm -hmm. uh, June. So that was good luck. But uh, I tried to. There was actually a lot of uh, expenses, a lot of expenses, and I have uh, my job and the expenses that I bring with those children are really very, very different. Mm -hmm. So uh, they, there is a lot of legal fees, a lot of uh, different fees, a lot of uh, their resettlement when they come, and their airline tickets, a lot of uh, lawyer fees. So, so it was- So before we go into all of the, all of the, the fees, because it, def it definitely sounds like a costly, endeavor to bring uh, your family, a family of, uh, of 10 yes. um, here. Yes. I want to ask, because I know there's a lot to your story that I want the Radio Islam family to hear, uh, but I want to bring in Greg to ask you to uh, first just talk about your meeting and, and what, uh, and, and just to kind of talk about your uh, meeting with uh, Noor. Sure. Um so I was actually on a business trip in Chicago in December of uh, 2017, um, and I needed a ride from the airport to downtown. Um, and so I got in a random taxi, and Nor happened to be the driver um, that night. Uh, the traffic was kind of bad. We were moving pretty slowly through uh, traffic, so we had a long time to talk. And I guess just from the outset, he struck me as a man that was very sincere and genuine and likable. He asked a lot of questions about my family, um, was very interested in, in kind of who I am. Um, over the course of our drive, I uh, asked him where he was from and learned a little bit about his um, growing up in Somalia and his family and ultimately his family situation with the kids still living in Kenya. And, um, you know, I have a family, I've got five kids, my wife, and um, I, I just couldn't imagine, you know, the, the kids being in a situation like that. Um, I, I felt, um, I felt badly that he and his family was in, in that situation. Um, and I also felt, I guess, a, a prompting or an inspiration to try to do something. Um, I, uh, at the end of the, the ride, I just asked for his email address and said I would be in touch. Um, um, so I, 
I got his email and a, a, a week or so later, just sent him an email and, and um, just told him how much I appreciated getting to know him and asked kind of how I could help. Um, and so over the last 18 months, we've developed a real friendship. We've stayed in close contact. Um, he's been very good at, at reaching out in times of uh, when our family is going through something. My, uh, one of my daughters had a surgery a few months ago, and, and Noor sent me a beautiful prayer um, on behalf of my daughter, and I just appreciated that so much. Um, he's reached out at other times um, just in, in pure friendship, and I have always appreciated it. And he's kept me up to date on how things have progressed with his um, his situation, trying to bring his kids here. Um, and so that's, I guess that's how we got to know each other and a little bit about um, our, our history together. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, thank you so much for that. What this really brings to mind for me as a, as a person of faith, uh, and, and obviously, and I, and I, I hear the, the faith in your voice, um, that this is something that we are, we're called to. Uh, we're called to, um, to really pay attention to, to the stranger. Um, we're called to pay attention to, to the needs of others. And I think what I'm, what I'm hearing in the conversation is that there was a connection on a very human level just on the level of, of uh, you know, family. You said you have five, uh, and he's got twice five, right? He's got 10. Uh, and, and this being the basis of that connection, I wanna ask you uh, both just to give your, your well, actually, I'm gonna go back to, to Noor and ask you if you could talk about, first of all, kind of talk about the ages. How old are your children? Um, and yeah, I'll start there. How, how old are the children? Uh, my children, is uh, uh, they are, uh, in range between 21 and two years. Okay. Right. Yeah. You got a good spread there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, how often have you been able to, because you've been here, while you've been here, you've been working, you, you drive a taxi. Yes. Um, and you have, um, I imagine, as you work, you're still taking care of your family. Yes. Um, how have you been able to stay connected to your family while being here? And uh, how di- has that been difficult? Uh, actually, really, it was very difficult uh, to connect them because they are in a refugee camp, and the refugee camp has no any communications. Um, so uh, it was really very difficult for me to connect. I used to connect them sometimes, but it was very rare. It was, uh, so. And uh, how often that I go back, uh, actually, uh, as you see, the family is heavy family. And my financial income is uh, very poor. So it was very difficult for me to visit them back, actually. Uh, I can say maybe every three years, if I try, I I used to go and visit them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you have been trying to petition to get them here. Can you talk a bit about that process? Has that been a, I imagine that's been a difficult process. Uh, actually, that process is very difficult, very difficult. Everything's, every expenses, every expense, uh, you know, starting from lawyer, 
which is the most expensive, uh, up to their final resettlement when they arrive in U.S. is uh, the the expense is very very expensive. Mm-hmm. So uh, and uh, it is uh, very very difficult for me actually uh, because uh, I am still. I'm still, you know, uh, helping the the family. Still, they are in Kenya. They right. need living. The stud- the children, they go to school. Still, they I have to pay their fees of the school. They're living a lot of things. So, and also the other side to pay these expenses, it was really, really very difficult for me. Very difficult to to combine together those two uh, uh, things. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Greg, can I ask you, have you had much experience with people who have come here as refugees? Um, not a lot of direct experience. I've been involved in some projects where we've um, assisted refugees and kind of uh, at a distance collected items or things, um, but I, I haven't um, been directly in contact with refugees um, often. Has this experience changed the way uh, the way you see refugees, your friendship with the North? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, I know that it's a huge problem around the world, everywhere. I know that there are millions of people in a you know similar situation um and it's it's almost like it's overwhelming you think what can i do what can i do and and ultimately as as an individual um you know contributing where you can and and showing friendship and welcome where you can and um just trying to 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 help those that come across your path i think in in my opinion is is one of the best things you can do I wish there was a way to help everyone, um, but in this case, I I came across his path and and am so glad that I did. Mm. Uh, Noor, let me ask: When you were leaving, you're fleeing the violence in Somalia. Yeah. How difficult was it for you to leave? How I how I left from Somalia when I was fleeing to yes. Kenya. Yes. Yes. Actually, that was really very difficult, very difficult. The civil war was very bad. It was brutal civil war. People were killing each other. Uh, actually, uh, I was living with, uh, actually that time with my mom. And uh, my father died while I was very young. But I was living with my mom and uh, my older brother who was uh, who was uh, disabled and was a wheelchair user. So actually, uh, we had a small shop. So uh, there was uh, some groupies of uh, when the Civil War, you know, there was a group of uh, militia with uh, who were who had weapons. So they used to kill the people and they robbed their property. So a group of militia, they came to our house. Then they robbed all the properties. They took all the house, all, all the shops. Then uh, at that time, I was hiding somewhere. My mom come out 
and she shouted, they, 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 sh they shoot them and they, they killed her there. My mother died there in the shop. They when killed your mother? My mom, yeah. So my disabled brother, he was sleeping in a separate room. Then when they took everything, they left. So my mother was dead there. Then uh, the neighbors come, then we purified my mom. Then after that, after two days, we fled. And how, how old were you at this time? Do you recall how, how old were you? How old you were you? I was, uh, I was 15 years, 16 years that time, teenager. Wow. Yeah. So I come, I took my brother who was wheelchair user, I put a car, so we came to Kenya, the border, Kenya and Somalia. Yeah. Then that time, there was a UNHCR refugee, they were on the border, they were receiving the refugee fleeing from Somalia. Then my, my, my brother was on a wheelchair, then they give him the first priority, then they took us, they put their vehicle, UNHCR vehicle, then they took us to the camp, which was 100 kilometers into the Kenya. So they gave us some tents, some shelters, so we settled there. So from that time, our life started from that place. Wow, wow. So now at this point, all these years later, from 2008, so we're looking at 11 years that has gone by. Um, you have a family, you have you have your wife, you have 10 children, uh, and you have been going through the process of trying to get them get them here, yeah. right? Yeah. So, how how are you going about it? How did you um, how did you make the decision on who to bring? How was that decision made? Actually, my decision was. Uh, now I, these four children now, the four oldest children have been approved their process. Yeah. So now uh, I, uh, I need to pay now a lot of expenses. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have to pay a lot of expenses for uh, immigrant visa fee, abdivit support fee, and uh, medical, uh, medical fee on their airline tickets. And finally, when they came to U.S., their, their uh, resettlement. Mm -hmm. So, and to make the matter more worse, you know, the, the refugee come now soon, they want to close. Most of Somali people, the rest of in the refugee, they want to go back to Somalia. Do you know, do you have an idea, you, <clears throat> excuse me, do you have an idea how many people are in the refugee camp right now? Uh, actually, uh, the range before it was three hundred thousand, mainly Somali refugees. Okay, who are still waiting for to be able to leave there and resettle? Yeah, in a stable. Yeah, country. those they were waiting. They were waiting that their country become peace, or that they were waiting another opportunity to get uh, third countries like resettlement, U.S. or Canada or Europe. So those people, they were dreaming that one time that they get resettlement to third countries like okay. United States. Okay. So the situation now is um, become more worse uh, because uh, the rest of my family, 
my uh, my wife and the six youngest children are now uh, really in a bad situation because now uh, the UNHCR organizing to return the refugee back to Somalia and still Somalia is not safe. So uh, what I'm worrying now is that uh, the children will go back to Somalia and the children they don't know anything, they don't have any idea uh, in Somalia because uh, all of my children were born in the camp right. and they have been there 20 years still in the camp so they don't know anything about Somalia so what I am really worrying now is uh, that uh, situation now which is uh, which uh, which is uh, now uh, going to happen soon as they announce it. So Kenya has been home and now they are faced with the possibility of going back to the same unstable country that you fled from at 15. Um, hmm. Uh, Greg, let me bring you back in and ask you, so upon your that initial meeting, um, that long taxi ride and the uh, subsequent 18 months that has passed um, in your friendship, what has been your response? I would like you to talk about what you have done to help with, um, with these costs that uh, Noor has talked about. Sure. Um... So initially, we, we did send a, a small amount of money to help him. My original thought was, let's just try to help him get back so he can see his family. Um, my personal resources are, are limited. I, I wish I could just fund the, the whole process for all of his kids to get here. Um, recently, we uh, in talking to Nora about the, the really large obstacle ahead of him, to bring all of his, or at least even just the four first children here, um, we decided to set up a GoFundMe page, um, a website to collect funds from individuals who just want to donate to help. Um, we've, I've communicated that out to a lot of my friends and, and uh, people I, I know, and some have spread the word and some have donated. Um, we've had it up for about a week, a little over a week, and collected close to $1,000 so far. But that's still far shy of what he really needs in order to bring his, his family here. Um, and so that's, that's where we are at today. Um, and again, I wish I, wish I had the, the means to, to provide for all of it, but um, really need to reach out to others and appreciate this opportunity to, to tell the story today. Oh, definitely. Do you have a ballpark figure uh, between the two of you as to what it would cost to get those four oldest children uh, here? Um, you know, all the fees put together. Yes, me. Yeah, yeah. And what would that be? Oh, uh, yes. It was uh, when we calculated. Yeah, from tip to top, it was seventeen thousand. Seventeen thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. Now. I was thinking, I was trying to figure out like what would be the, the rationale behind bringing the four oldest. And I'm guessing, you tell me if I'm right, that if you bring the four oldest, that means that there's a possibility that they might be able to work and between the five of you now, yeah. be able to save in order to bring the rest of the family. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. 
And I guess and, and five is better than one. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So where can people, you know, before I ask that, I want to mention just because there's a breakdown so where people can understand all these fees. You talked about medical fees. Yeah. Um, you were required to basically do like a DNA test. Yeah, also, yeah, I was DNA test too. Right, it's right to show that they were your children. That were yeah, to show that they were my children, yeah. Okay, but that's a cost that they passed on to you now. That's already uh, they passed, yeah, which was very expensive. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, so uh, as much opportunity as we feel like we have here, it's costly. It's quite costly to be able to, to get here and partake of that opportunity and that safety that so many Radio Islam families, so many of us who are here, despite the difficulties that we have in society, you know, we, this is not a, you know, we're not perfect people, we're not a perfect uh, nation, but we have the possibilities. Uh, we have, the, we have the, so many protections and so many, um, just so many blessings that oftentimes we, we overlook. So if you're, if you're listening to this from a safe place, if you're listening to this with the benefit of being able to reach out and touch your family members, to talk to your family members, know that they are safe and with you, consider that a blessing. Uh, we're having this conversation precisely uh, because of that, because uh, our brother Newell here, uh, he is trying to get his family uh, into the, uh, to be able to have the same sense of safety that, that he has. Uh, and so your, your support and your help is going to be much appreciated in helping him to reach that goal. So I would like to ask you, Greg, can you let folks know where they can go to support that effort? Absolutely. I'd be glad to. Um, so if you want to help, um, you can go to GoFundMe.com and click on search and then search for Noor Aden, N-O-O-R space A-D-E-N, and it will come up. Um, if you, uh, There's also a direct link I made. Uh, it's tinyurl.com slash N-O-O-R A-D-E-N, and that will take you directly to the, the fundraiser page. Greg, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right, uh, Brother Noor, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, you are definitely in our prayers. I uh, want to keep up with you and see how the effort goes. So, uh, inshallah, God willing, we can have you back on to uh, when your family is here. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. I, I hope so. Yes. Thank yes. you. All right, Radio Sound family, we thank you all for joining us. Um, we're going to put this link up on our Facebook page. Uh, and remember, once again, make sure that you are subscribed, uh, Radio Islam USA, wherever you get your podcast, uh, and make sure you are connected to us on social media. Keep this brother and his family in your prayers. We want to thank you once again for joining us. We thank our sponsor, Recycle Processes. I'm your host and producer, Tariq Alameen. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. And we remind you that the views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision Foundation. So with that, we're going to leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.